who's there it's nick and nick and you're listening to nick nick who's there i'm your host nick and i'm your other host nick and today we're going to be talking about dating in a pandemic hey guys i'm so happy that you're here Nick, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. I just came off a real big day at work, so I poured myself a tall glass of red. Love that. I saw your calendar, and it was actually the craziest thing I've ever seen. Did you have time to eat lunch? Um, yeah, I ate weird things for lunch. I kind of just threw a bunch of stuff in my empty Chobani yogurt container, you know, when it's, like, at the end. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just put it in a bowl like regular person? It was perfect. at the end, and I uh, felt it was necessary. Desperate times, desperate measures. <laughs> So true. This week was pretty crazy for me too. It's the end of the financial year for all you accountants out there. I feel for you, but I'm really glad that now we get to wind down and talk about our week. We have a really fun topic that we're going to cover today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dating in a pandemic. That's going to be the main topic of discussion. Before we jump into that and share some funny stories, tell me a little bit about your week. Yeah, so big week for this Nick, me, myself, and I. I got my Patty scuba diving certification this week. I learned all about how to use all of the scuba gear, and I got to go diving with a bunch of cool animals. What did you see? Uh, we saw I saw an octopus, which was sick. So when you're going, you have to like stay close to the instructor because the visibility even though you're like oh wow we live in a really blue ocean visibility is shit you can only see like yeah. maybe a couple of feet up in like front of you 10 meters or something which seems like a lot but it's not especially when they get far and then you're like oh shit I'm down here by myself and I don't know where I'm going so if you can only see like 30 feet around you it's kind of scary and so we were kind of getting distracted by this octopus and we wanted to tell the instructor by waving him over being like dude check out this octopus but he wasn't turning around and so then he got like just almost out of sight and we were like, oh shit, got to catch up. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so we got to see a cool octopus and it's called the gloomy octopus, which is a venomous octopus. So that's cool. What about your week? How's it going? What have you learned? Well, that's a pretty epic story and learning from the week and probably your entire time in Australia. So that's freaking awesome. My week really cannot compare. <laughs> I would say the highlight from my week would be... I saw this beautiful dog and when I say beautiful I mean it was it was a King Charles Cavalier Cavalier. yes and it's just the most well-groomed beautiful thing I've ever seen and I go up to the owner I was like hey just so you know you have the most beautiful dog in all of Turok (laughs) and she just looks at me and goes I know he's a show dog like of course he's a show dog so then (laughs) we grab our coffees we both also just to preface Nikki and and this Nikki live in the bougiest zip code in yes. Melbourne. Turak is a it is, is a very fancy very place. very fancy. I definitely don't belong here, so it's kind of fun to blend into the crowd, so to speak. But anyways, we're walking back kind of towards the same direction towards our homes, and we just strike up conversation. So someone asked me where I'm from. I tell her I'm from Denver, Colorado, originally from Oregon. Go through that whole spiel. I tell her about where I work. She tells me she's a recruiter. We kind of part ways once we get to my house. She's kind of like, okay, see you around. Nice to meet you. I said the same. And then within three minutes, I get a LinkedIn message from this woman who's like, hey, Nikki, it was so lovely to meet you. I live right down the street. Let me know if you ever want to grab a coffee again and take Gary for a walk. And Gary is the name of the King Charles Spaniel that I made friends with. (laughs) 
I would also like to say that, that Gary is the name of SpongeBob's snail. Yeah. So, so just a just, little, just a little where reminder. my mind yeah. goes. When I think of Gary now, first thought is this adorable King Charles Spaniel. So yeah, I, I ended up messaging Gary's mom to go for a walk. And we've been on a few walks ever since then. But I can honestly say that experience would have never happened pre-ISO. And that's kind of the beauty of people these days is they're also desperately craving human interaction it's if somebody actually smiles at you, you're like holy shit hi yeah and this was during because you see so during the intense period where they were like you cannot leave the house unless you're going for one of the three essential services which include grocery shopping going to the pharmacy or essential exercise exercise. which is a loose term shout out (laughs) shout out to australia surfing is an essential exercise yeah there's a there's a strict surf and go policy in sydney right now just don't forget that can't get you out on the water. Yes, they <laughs> paddle, can. paddle, paddle, um, paddle. <laughs> which actually, this is a great transition into ISO dating, which Nikki nailed it uh, with the paddle, paddle, paddle. <laughs> yeah, we're um, going to talk about our one... online dating experience since the pandemic started. And I think we should start with your stories of, I don't know, running into people that you may have had contact with on Hinge. Yeah. And I know this goes against a lot of things, but you know, when you're out there in the surf and you're doing your essential exercise, you are still 1.5 meters away (laughs) from people. So I'd like to say that that was maintained. Um, In case the government (laughs) is censoring this whole thing, kind of watching over us, we have not broken the rules. (laughs) Mm So yeah. So there's this thing called ISO walks, which I feel like is people's excuse to a, wrap in their essential exercise and B, also meet up with new humans on the dating apps because you can't go to a bar and sit with them. You can't like, I don't know, go out to dinner. You can't do anything. You can't, you don't want to have them over to your house because you're like, I don't want to have a serial killer over to my house. You don't want to go over to a no, serial you killer's also house don't, because you're you like, don't I don't want to invite die. the virus into your home either. I think that was the biggest threat was, do you have Rona? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely what I was thinking. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm like, just don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me. Yeah, with with a knife or with your virus. So yeah, yeah. That actually didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. I I sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ISO walks were definitely a thing. Did you go on any ISO walks during the past three months? You know, I may or may not have gone on a couple <laughs> ISO walks. <laughs> I'm gonna answer that loosely, but you know, if I were to go on an ISO walk, um, this is how hypothetically it would look. <laughs> speaking, if I went on an ISO walk, may have gone on one or two. <laughs> <laughs> one to ten doesn't matter, anyways. <laughs> Small, Small scale. scale, yeah. Who's counting? Yeah, no. My favorite ISO walk was this one kid. Kind of just to preface millennial dating people don't get nicknames until they're important. And that's actually just a fact across the board. Like you're never like, Hey, I met up with my mate, Kevin, you know, you're like, Hey, I met up with surfer dude and that's his name. And then you'll talk to all your girlfriends about surfer dude. Yes. That male will die in our hearts as whatever nickname we've given them. Yeah. And if you actually like them and you, and you convert them to using their real name, that's when you know, it's really, that's when you know that it's probably official. Once they have yeah. an actual name. Yep. Nikki, what were some of your favorite nicknames that we chucked on, on your lawn, your list? <laughs> oh, nicknames that we've chucked onto the list. Let's take a look here. We had tennis guy. Oh yeah. We had tennis guy. We had surfer boy. We had banter boy. 
dance. We before. had gym boy. We had. You're making this sound like a really long list when really it wasn't that bad. <laughs> we had <laughs> beautiful footy player. Mm. <laughs> you're actually physically turning pages. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my notes on this one no no in all seriousness I went on one ISO kind of date slash walk but again this was during the time when you really weren't supposed to meet up with other people it kind of felt like it kind of felt like the prohibition where you you couldn't leave the house uh or really meet up with anybody and if you were caught you had to come up with some excuse so I went on one ISO walk during the pandemic. And it was honestly really sweet just to catch up with someone, to kind of share experiences of working from home, living from home, not really leaving the house much. And yeah, I think for a while, it was just so easy to tag on to somebody that felt like they kind of knew what you were going through in such a short period of time. And looking back, it's like, are these even people that we would normally want to catch up with in a regular environment? Or is this just somebody that's kind of comfortable to talk to? Is this social desperation or is this an actual interest? And most of the time it was social desperation. Exactly, exactly. It definitely didn't amount to anything. We just went on some casual walks and would catch up from time to time. But looking back, I just feel like the standards and kind of the rules of dating have changed. So let's oh, talk absolutely. about that because. But can we talk about how you would prep for your isolocks? I think this is really important to paint a picture for people where you'd have to wear activewear. Also, my dream come true 2020 activewear is like the socially acceptable thing to wear outside. Activewear 2020. Um, That's all there is anymore. So I go. hope you guys aren't trying to get dressed up for your next date because the bar has been lowered. My, my dream is that athleisure would become the social norm. It did. It did. So uh, pretty stoked. But yeah, you'd have to wear athletic gear but you try and make it not be as athletic gear and you try and look cute but not that you're trying that you could also look like you're getting in your essential exercise and so you'd go through this process of are these my best pair of yoga pants is this a natural amount of makeup can I wear this shirt with these active wear even though it's not an active wear shirt but does it look like I'm trying too hard but I can't like does this outfit look good with my messy bun because I haven't washed my hair in 10 days or is this the day that I wash it and kind of show that I'm still trying a little bit that's how you prep for an ISO walk. So I'm really glad that we covered that one because <laughs> for those girls that are wearing real clothes, knock it off. Mm-mm. Knock it off. You got to put your hair in some sort of cute little, I don't know, cute little something. Okay, but now I need to talk about the term that you coined, the hook line ghost. Do you mind just mm. telling people how you're able to message interesting characters on some dating apps and, and some tips that you have? Yeah, so... Uh, the way that the hook line ghost came about is that Nikki and I have very different approaches on dating apps. <laughs> and <laughs> I would say that I use the dating apps as more of a social experiment to see which one of my witty one-liners will land and which of them won't. <laughs> and so I do a fantastic job of, and I actually will have to like go through them now to see which ones are which, of making an incredible first impression by hooking them with some really funny shit. They're in, they love it. They're like, this girl is hilarious. And then next thing you know, 
you know, a guy who's maybe two inches taller comes along in my swiping <laughs> and then he gets the priority in my list. So that poor bloke that I that I messaged an incredible witty one line or two falls off the bandwagon and then I ghost him unintentionally. But it's more so that I never had an intention of meeting up with him, but I more so wanted to test my wit on, on what was provided. You're like, I'm sorry you had to come encounter with my social experiment, but this is really just data that I'm gathering for the next guy that's a couple inches taller. Oh. Yeah, hi, I'm a UX researcher, and all I do is test people. <laughs> okay, for everyone who doesn't know Nicolette, she actually is a product researcher for our company. So she actually has an extensive amount of experience on how to ask the right open-ended questions. So she is the perfect person to call if you need a good hook line for a dating app, just so you know. Witty one-liners are where I thrive. It's the continuing the relationship where I die, <laughs> which is where Nikki comes incredible because she has this ability to what I like to call off the apps in a flash this girl can get any boy to be having a novel ass conversation with her by like day three and I'm like how the fuck did you do that I can't stand the message of more than like a day oh my god you make it sound like I've just really mastered this whole thing but honestly I just love talking to people I think it's because it's what I get paid to do I am in sales after all so part of me just loves the competition but I, I love we're both like giving credit to our careers. Like, oh, like I'm in sales, so I'm really good. It's like, oh, I just test people for a living. Like, oh. I mean, you're professional. I definitely flows into your personal life, so it's not totally irrelevant. But that is pretty funny. I will say though, so much of it is just moving the whole pen pal conversation to an actual meetup environment because somebody could be hilarious. They could have the best jokes for you, but until you actually physically meet them you're kind of wasting your time. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I'd also like to start to brag of some of my favorite funny witty one-liners that I've dropped. Yeah, will you read them? Do we have enough time in the day? Oh, absolutely. Okay, beautiful. Uh, I feel like this is a lot of hype. And now I have to scroll through these bad boys to see what we're working with. Well, while um, she's searching for that, your profile is pretty hilarious. I think Nicolette's really just using Hinge to get free surf lessons in Sydney, which is brilliant because... <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> prostituting out my hinge to get free surf lessons. Have you seen how expensive those things yeah. are? Like, it's like, he can be ugly and six feet tall, and I'll swipe right on him just so I can maybe get a surf lesson out of him if he has a if surfing If he has a surfing pick, pick you're like, match, doesn't matter. I'm like, fine, you can be six feet tall. We can be eye to eye. Let's yeah, go because Nick is so tall, she's very picky about who she'll even fathom about dating. It's not that I'm really picky. It's just that I have less, I, my margin for air to work with is much, much smaller than um, <laughs> Nikki's. And so <laughs> I really only have like, give or take one to two inches on average. Yeah, so she's height. not shallow. She's um, just tall. Whereas sometimes, she's just sometimes tall. the smaller. <laughs> sometimes the short people are even more <laughs> whoa, small. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This feels like an attack, but. Hey, I'm 5'5", five five, but I refuse to date anybody smaller than 6'2". It's like, fuck off. Okay, that's not me at all. So don't even try to blame me for that. I'm not one of those girls. <laughs> you know who you uh, are Okay, but while you're still looking for the hook lines that you have for these people that you've messaged, <laughs> let's quickly talk about the ghosting versus silence aspect of pandemic dating. Mm. Because I think it's very important to note that there is a massive difference between somebody that's ghosting you and somebody who's just silent or maybe a little bit busy at this time. Nick, what are your thoughts on people being too busy to kind of message you right now when you're having conversations back and forth? 
you know, mixed opinions on this. I'd say I'm fairly sensitive to uh, the whole silence bit. But, you know, when you really look at it at the end of the day, you got to be like, man, how many times do I look at a text message and I just put it down because I don't give a fuck to respond? And it's not that you don't care about the person. It's just that it's like, oh, look, we've been sitting in our house via pandemic for like, I don't know, however long we've been in this pandemic for. And you're like, how many people do I just not message back because I'm sitting in my house out of a pandemic? You know what I mean? Right. Then if somebody doesn't respond for like, I don't know, a week, then it's like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably good. I don't know. I just feel like the whole excuse of, oh, I don't have time to message you right now is such a cop out because we're all glued to our phones. Anyone's lying to you if they say they don't have their phone on them. (laughs) At the end of the day, I think the person will either make the effort to respond to you or you just kind of have to let it go. For people that are kind of holding out for their ISO guy to reach out to them, you might as well just move on to the next one because people have more time on their hands than ever before. And I don't care what type of excuses they try to use. Well, I'm looking through all these and just seeing how many I didn't respond to. Yeah, you're a horrible person, Nick. So many guys are like, I thought we were going to go surfing together. And you're like, honestly, it's not out of the cards yet. Just call me in a couple weeks once I found someone taller. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say some six nine guy rocked up i was like yep <laughs> here's my number let's go surfing. you could be a troll you could be a troll as long as you're good at surfing that's all that matters mm. so true my favorite line that i like to also this is the user tester in me i like to see which when i change the things on my dating app when i change the information like which lines play the hardest or which pictures get and the most you find? likes shout out to my cousin back home who made an app on analytics for dating but it never took off so anyways, what was I going to show you? Your hook lines. There are so many. Mm-hmm. They're just getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I'm pretty deep now. And I'm like, oh, you're nice. Okay, but okay. <laughs> Obviously, over the course of this period, for those single people out there, you've probably messaged back and forth with a few people. What happens when you run into these guys in real life? Do you pretend like you know them? Do you pretend like you never spoke to them? Was it like, haha, we went Wait, through hear me out on this together. This is Surfer <laughs> yeah, okay, Boy. Surfer Boy. Surfer Boy encompasses every topic we've ever covered. First off, really good looking dude. Tall. Surfer. Everything objectively hot. Objectively life. hot. Pretty hot. And I live in a very small section of Family Beach. And we matched and we were kind of like back and forth talking on the app, but not really. My witty one-liner that picked, everybody picked up on and seems to be of great success is it says, looking for somebody to, and then you fill in the prompt, it says, looking for somebody to yell, paddle, paddle, paddle at me for exchange for baked goods. That one's crushing it right now. I get a lot of likes off that. So he liked that one. And we were talking about like maybe going surfing or whatever. And then I kind of just stopped responding. And then I was in the liquor store buying some ginger beers to go over, best ginger beers out there, Brookvale, heyo, to go over to my friend's house for like a little like evening dinner thing. And he is in the liquor store. And funny enough, Nikki, I think I was on the phone with you. He was in the liquor store and I was like, holy shit. And this liquor store is as big as your small bedroom for all as, these people who have small As big as your pinky finger. As your pinky finger. And so like... I look in, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. He looks over and he goes, he, you could tell he saw who I was and we both kind of recognized each other. Like, are you that person off the app? And are you that person off the app? And I was like, oh, <laughs> And so I'm on the phone and I just kind of like turn away. And since it's still like social distancing period, I couldn't go into the shop because you can only have six people in. So I stood outside and like kind of turned my back and was on the phone. And I was like, until he left because 
I'm 12 and can't interact with people apparently. <laughs> and I promptly get a message after him being like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, Oh, that was convenient. Oof. <laughs> like, thank God it looked like You're shit. Like, oh, I was still interested. Didn't, didn't see you there. And, That's, oh, I, was that, was that you? I mean, I didn't realize that I, that, that I knew you. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry there. Oh yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, we ended up meeting up that night and going for one of these ISO walks that we were talking about. This would make any mom really fucking nervous, but it was like, what do you want to do on an ISO walk? And it's like, I don't know, grab a six pack and walk to some sketchy rocks on a cliff where we can sit out and watch the ocean late night and drink beers. As far as ISO walks, so though, that's we, about as romantic as it's going to get. Also romantic and like, any other situation, be like, you're going to get murdered, <laughs> honey, don't go. Who have you told that you're going there? Literally nobody. I'm in a foreign country. Nobody knows where I am, and I'm drunk on some rocks. <laughs> it's like, with so the next morning, thing. Nick gives me a call, and it's she's like, like, yeah, I kind of scaled some rocks last night. Wasn't sure if it was the best idea. We were about three beers deep. It's like, Jesus Christ, is this something we would normally do if we weren't in this position? Wouldn't we normally just go to a bar and sit in a chair and kind of have a normal co- conversation? But no, right. nowadays, it's how dangerous are you willing to get? Or how desperate are you? But he was very attractive. Anyways, so date goes great, in my opinion. We hang out for like a couple hours. And I'm like, all right, well, I gotta get, I gotta get home. Go home. And then he goes to me. So that was sweet. Well, we like chatted for a bit. There was back and forth. And then all of a sudden, a week and a half later, it was kind of like ghosting again. And I was like, oh, that sucks. That's exactly what happened to and... my ISO guy. I'm telling you, the hotter they are, the more likely they are to end up ghosting you. It's nothing personal. Well, you just, you get moved down the queue. <laughs> You're just like, no, no, no. You ever seen an Indian run? Remember those from when we were young where you go on an Indian run? <laughs> Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, like you have to run to the front and then the person gets cycled through. It's like, that's basically what dating that's, it, that's is. That's literally um, what modern dating is. It's like, okay, how long can I keep up with the pack? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as somebody is able to sprint a little bit faster than you, you're locked. You're like, am I hot enough and interesting enough to stay in their top? Right. How can I stay relevant when the world is the saddest thing I've ever seen? It's hard. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm walking back from another party. Well, and at this point we were allowed to have parties. So we had, you're allowed to have more than five people invited to your house. I'm in a different state than Nikki. So yeah, wait, quick side note. New South um, Wales was so chill in comparison to Melbourne yeah. or sorry, to Victoria. When, when in New South Wales, they were one of the first states to have a cruise ship arrive from international waters. It docked in Sydney, let out hundreds of people into the city thousands there was there was 30 people that tested positive and they let 3,000 yeah so that's out. New South Wales just like okay everyone have a good night coronavirus no. wreak havoc on New South Wales anyways we're we're straying okay, from the okay. point so I'm walking back from my party after our you know lifts that we didn't earn as a yep. state I will say we're lifted I physically run into this guy on a fucking crosswalk at like 10 p.m I'm like he's like hey and I'm like oh Oh, hey there. I haven't heard from you in a couple days there, mate. <laughs> Ooh, like, you know what I mean? Like, ugh. and then eventually we ended up talking for a couple more hours. And I was like, this is sweet. And then, you know, ghosting appears as it does and continues on. And then next time I see him, I'm out on the surf lineup. And my friend goes, she signals to me and, you know, kind of mouths the words like, oh my God, is that him? Blatantly pointing at this guy. And I go, what? And I turn my face. There he is out in the surf lineup where there's literally only 10 people in the middle of the ocean and you're just staring at each other like fuck this guy again so that's what happens when you date in a small town don't do it and I actually haven't really seen him since which is great so 
But I feel like so many people can relate to that story or they will be able to relate to that story once we're all released back into the wild. Uh, who the fuck runs into somebody in like five different locations? Oh. Like, oh. I mean, that's not even accounting all of the runs that I saw him on and just pretended like I didn't Yeah, see I mean, it's not an ideal situation, but obviously you just have to run with it. You can just laugh about it later and tell him, I don't know, you just have to make a joke out of it. That's the whole thing. As long as you can remain... I did positive in kind of a weird awkward social encounter that you may have with some of these people that you've talked to in the past I think that's all that matters because at the end of the day whatever happened during the pandemic period I don't know I just feel like it doesn't count count. yeah the rules don't apply yeah like this the whole social norm system has completely changed well I also feel bad because I think a lot of relationships are getting to this one stage which is kind of like that desperate versus or that like loneliness versus interest thing that we kind of touched on which is like were you actually interested in them or were you just lonely it's a lot of relationships are kind of getting to that stage where it's "Hmm, you were like good company but like I don't actually know how you interact with the rest of the world I don't know if we can commit to this one-on-one anybody can be great yeah right but then how people act in the that real is the world, biggest tell like if if this person is going to be compatible with you or not can they right? hang with casual banter with the waiter are they polite to the homeless man that you encounter walking down the street what normal clothes do they wear <laughs> when they leave the house yeah, like, what What does your closet look like outside of Lulu? Like, I don't know either. That's also a lot of pressure, getting back into the real world of dating. Like, fuck, do I have to put pants on? Yeah, so can I just wear leggings for the rest of my life? Or is that not a thing? No, you're totally, you're totally right. But yeah, the rules of dating have changed. But there are still some consistencies, which include, yeah, you missed 100% of the shots that you don't take. So you might as well put your feelers hmm. out there. See what comes back. There's no reason to jump into anything too soon because I still think there's going to be this transition between ISO life and some sort of regular life. Again, we know coronavirus is still a problem. We're not saying that it's behind us. But I think as the bars continue to kind of open up a little bit, once we can have 50 people in a venue at once, right now you can only have 20 patrons in a restaurant or bar at a time. And you have to make a reservation. Well, yours is 20. Ours is yeah, 50. because New South Wales, it's like, no parents, no rules. Your premiere is way taller than our premiere. Yeah. July, July 1st. No <laughs> Nobody's home. home. Daniel <laughs> Andrews, he's the premiere in Victoria. He has us on a tight leash right now. So, yeah, we can only have 20 people in a cafe, bar, restaurant, store at a time. The other weekend, I made dinner reservations at this bar called Fargo. So for, you, for those of you that don't know what Fargo is, Fargo is the nightclub that you end up at at two in the morning, pink lights, DJ dance floor, vodka soda in hand. This is one of my favorite places in Melbourne. Vodka soda mainly on the ground. Vodka soda mainly on the ground (laughs) slash all over my shirt. That's pretty much Fargo. When Fargo announced that they were opening after ISO was kind of over, we made dinner reservations immediately. So me and about five friends went to Fargo for dinner. And what's funny is this is not a place where you would normally order food. We get to this bar. We have a table reserved for me and my friends. And the waiter comes by, super dressed up, taking their job very seriously. They're cleaning down everything. And they're like, so, ma'am, what can I get for you? I was like, could I please get a vodka soda in your signature dish? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, sure. What, what signature dish would you like? I was like, I don't know. I've never eaten here. I would never mm. consider ordering food from here. We ended up getting chicken strips, which made me feel like I was ordering from the kids menu again. 
which is kind of ironic because we were at a nightclub where you have to be 18 or older to get in. But yeah, I think until we can like actually get amongst it on the dance floor, it's going to be a little bit weird for a while where you're making reservations at your favorite nightclub instead of just having some spontaneity bouncing from bar to bar. But Nick, I, I do want to, I do want everybody to benefit from this, including myself. How are you so successful at getting guys off of the app and having like actual conversation with them? Because I can't get past my own fuck girl <laughs> hurdles of just saying like, I'm going to be funny and disappear. So like, how do you actually bring on like a bigger conversation? With okay. Them? I'm not trying to say that I'm the expert at this because I'm definitely not. But I will say when it comes to online dating, I think the sooner you can move the conversation off of the dating app, the better. The reason why is on a dating app, it feels really kind of artificial and almost slimy in a way, just because we know that dating apps exist for a reason. It's to meet people that you're attracted to slash compatible with to then potentially meet them in person to see if it's going to go anywhere. In order to do that, you have to do some research, and that research includes doing some online stalking, whether it be their Facebook, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a very good one to observe just to make sure that they actually have a job during this time. <laughs> what else? Yeah, you want to stalk their Instagram. I think Instagram is a great transition. Wait, you do all of this? You do all of this before getting them off the thing? A hundred percent. Wasn't it you earlier who said you want to ensure yeah. that you're not going to get murdered by these people that you've never met before? You have to do your homework. Yeah, I guess so you have true. to do your background check, that's and that's by stalking their social media. But then from there, you can learn a lot about somebody from their Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And by connecting with them on these other platforms, it allows you to have a conversation outside of the dating app where you met. So it just seems natural to be like, hey, you... So you have to be, you have to be a thorough... You have to be a thorough creep slash not like third degree stalker, maybe like a fourth or fifth degree stalker to move it to the next level. But really all it takes is reaching out to them on one of these third party platforms that they are using. So I usually can tell if I'm having a good conversation with someone, I will try to move it to Instagram as soon as possible, just so you can kind of vet them out further to see if it's worthwhile meeting them. And once you've done that, they can obviously get a window into your life and learn about the people that mean the most to you hopefully you're posting about those people because otherwise what is Instagram for <laughs> so yeah you can learn a lot about somebody from the social media profiles that they have but also I try to meet mm. people kind of as soon as I can if I feel like there is some sort of spark there I think the biggest problem people run into is having these pen pals so to speak that go on for weeks or months on end and to be fair in ISO <laughs> You're not really supposed to hang out with all your pen pals. You're supposed to be very selective about which pen pals you do decide to meet up with. Yeah, be very selective. Don't lower your standards just because you're lonely. Don't do that. That's definitely lesson number one. You don't want to get coronavirus throughout this whole thing. But yeah, I think for an ugly person. person, yeah, not worth the risk. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the biggest thing is just being mm -hmm. confident and saying, hey, I think you're great. Let's go for a walk. Let's get a coffee, whatever it is. And then, yeah, the rest is kind of history. Once they meet us, like who wouldn't love Nick and Nick? We have so much to offer. Right. But then you have to start thinking about, is this guy a fuck boy or is he dating material? So should we quickly go into that? while we're on the topic uh I was gonna say before that I just wanted to talk about what happens if your pen pal actually wants to meet up but you had no interest <laughs> you ghost you ghost nine times out of ten you just have to ghost nothing personal just blame it on corona everything, everything personal, personal. 
just, just not, not interested. interested. But yeah, let's talk about the the what was it? The fuckboy, the fuckboy hot hot girl yeah. scale. Should we quickly mention what that mm. is? Yeah, in my many years of living with predominantly men, the guys always rate these girls on you know like they'd bring home these guys these girls that were absolutely off their fucking rocker, but they were stunning. And so there's this thing that pretty much all guys know, which is called the hot, hot, crazy girl scale. And so the hotter they are, the more crazier they can be. And the less crazy are, the less attractive they'll probably be. And so there's this kind of scale where guys are willing to hook up with a a crazy girl if she's hot as hell. And they're like totally fine with that. And so Nix and I have been kind of working on this fuck boy attractive scale. The hotter he is, the probably higher ranked he is on the fuck boy slash douchebag scale. And for those of you who don't know, I'm actually going to look up the Urban Dictionary version of this. Of of a fuck boy? Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's like on a scale of one to them being, you know, semi-attractive <laughs> to fuck boy. Here's the Oh uh, yeah, there's a lot of room in between that we need to cover. You ready for the definitions of a fuck boy? Yeah. This is by Urban Dictionary. Uh shout out to one of our Urban Dictionaries. Urban Dictionary. Who <laughs> provides us zero dollars. So a fuckboy is a guy with the body of a man and the mind of a perverted teenager. He has no heart, just a penis, and he uses that to paint the town. <laughs> Kenny is a fuckboy. Only sends snaps at 2 a.m. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, here's another good one. Someone who is only looking for a piece of ass to use, <laughs> then throw yep. away. That's a really long one. We're going to skip that one. That's too well, ultimately, three. ultimately, if they're more attractive, the likelihood of them being a fuckboy is much, much, much higher. And people can try to disagree with this statement, mm. but I think it's, I mean, you're the design researcher here that can probably vouch for this point, but I just feel like on average, and if they're incredibly hot, they're going to be a fuck boy. And until proven otherwise, you have to be careful of the guys that are Chris Hemsworth level attractive. There is the, there is the condition. Yeah. There is the condition of, uh, they're probably already 26, married 27. by 26. Yeah. So. If they're, they're, if they're a good guy, in fact, if they're, like, definitely, <laughs> they're definitely married. married, taken, have a few kids, you wouldn't want to date them anyways. Have a house, onto their first investment yeah. property. They run multiple businesses. It's nothing for them. No biggie. Not one of those entrepreneurs, quote unquote. The self-made but, like, man you know I mean? at 27. Like, didn't, like, come on. Self-made. Yeah, it's like, how much did your parents pay you to, like, start in your small business? To well, remember a... when you were younger? I always thought no, when I was 26, 26 was, like, this magical year. What, where I would be married with kids, own a house. I'd have my golden retriever at this point, white picket fence, probably somewhere in the Pacific Northwest because shout out to the West Coast. It's by far better than any other place in the US. But now I'm almost 28. I'm 27, almost 28. And I'm like, I could not be farther from, yeah, I'm Wait, you're older than me? So mature. <laughs> I know. Okay, I didn't know that. So ma- you're so, so mature. mature. But you're yeah, so mature. The, I'm about as far away from marriage as it gets and it's just funny to me how when you're younger Mm -hmm. the whole expectation versus reality thing really hits you hard in your late 20s if you're still single we still have so much learning to do and part of me wants to give some credit to us because we're not just settling for the next best thing you should be really selective about who you're dating now so when you start to see these trigger warnings of this fuckboy behavior I'm starting to think twice before even going into that territory because is it really worth it nine times out of ten probably not so I'm going to, I'll tell you where, you, you know, young Nick was looking when she was like, what is older Nick going to be like at the age of 23? Because I think I thought I was just going to live fast, die young. So 23, I was, that's when 
I'm going to be cool as. Not sure what I was going to be doing, but I was, I'm going to be doing some cool shit. I'm going to be owning the world. You thought you'd be like Nisha Barton from the OC. Yeah, she's like, "Mm, not doing so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Misha, I really hope things improve for you. You know, I just expected to be a boss-ass business bitch, but I wanted to be debt-free, financially independent, being a boss-ass bitch by the age of 23, and I actually did that. I got all those boxes checked, and then I think I got bored, and I was like, well, time to move to Australia. That's pretty much how I felt as well. The number one thing was becoming mm-hmm. financially independent. You obviously don't want your parents paying your rent anymore. That's pathetic for any of you who are still living at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're saving up, unless you're saving up, and then I fully support your decisions. Because I lived at home for a while to pay off my student debt, and it was That's sweet. very true. Yes, it's definitely a responsible thing to do if you're willing to sacrifice your social life to live at home. To buy a house, I'm all for that. But you're probably not dating material. Nobody wants to date a late 20-something who lives with their mom. Let's be real. Yeah, shout out Big Red Flag when Surfer <laughs> Guy was like, two things he said. He goes, one. He goes. The first like big red flag, I mean, besides like everything was we were talking about sports. I go, I could teach you volleyball sometime if you want. He goes, yeah, I don't like to try things I'm not good at, especially not sports. And I go, wow, you're really going nowhere as he is still living in the same postage stamp. Um, not very ambitious. Yeah. Second, he goes, yeah, I live at home and she makes me chicken parm all the time. And it's absolutely sweet. And I was like, oh, no, no you're one <laughs> like, of those yikes red flag number two I was like so like why do you live at home he's like I don't know just cause and I was like okay yeah even if he's attractive I'm sorry I don't care how attractive you are like there are certain deal breakers that we have to address and living at home with your mom is one of them unless you're like saving up to buy your first investment property and a genuinely great human and I don't know anything but it has to be a lot of conditions every role so many yeah but yeah we'll get to that later Um, we'll get to that one later yeah as far as dating in a pandemic goes to kind of wrap this all up back to where we started I just think we can all give ourselves a little bit of slack if you messaged a couple people that you know you probably have no intention of meeting up with that's okay. You don't owe these people anything. If you went on a couple ISO walks where you might have, you know, really enjoyed their company, you thought it was going to go somewhere, and then they ghost you, also okay. They probably were going through something, or maybe they weren't as cool as you thought they were because you just hadn't had male attention a long time. <laughs> you thought they were sweet. I think the moral of this is, I think the takeaway from this is that it really had nothing to do with you. <laughs> like, like everybody was low-key very, not, I don't want to say selfish, but like everybody was really focused on their own shit. If you're feeling like highly rejected or discouraged about dating after this whole pandemic bits, don't. It'll be okay. Everybody was just kind of trying to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other. And we'll come out of this pretty sweet. I'd say because I've already noticed as the lifts have started soften, to yeah. less soften, my cue for dates is I'm booked out for the next <laughs> I am weeks. so busy, not just with and I'm like not just with design I'm research like, for work, yeah. but design research for my own personal dating life. Yeah, learning how to get off the apps in a flash. <laughs> I can um, only teach you guys so much. No, but it's it is so true. Yeah. I think younger Nikki thought that every time something didn't work out with a guy, that it was all on me. And it's really easy to go there to feel a little insecure, like maybe I'm not cool enough or funny enough or pretty enough, whatever it is. But in reality, again, nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do about where they're at. 
And you almost have to be Mm. so self-centered to think that the reason they're not messaging you is because it's something wrong with you. There's almost always more to the story, whether they're going through something, they're probably not living their best life. If anyone is living their best life during the pandemic, I truly think there's something maybe potentially wrong with you. If you're like, yes, these were, this was, I don't know, I'm living an incredible life. This was the best year, 2020. That's when I really kind of found myself. No, but in all seriousness, nobody's, nobody's living their best life right now. So it's okay to feel a little bit low. I don't know, Nix, my life is pretty great. Look, I go surfing every morning. I I get to go for a run. I get to play volleyball all out in my front door. Okay, no, it's honestly not, it's honestly pretty good. And I don't have to pay shit for the commute, which eventually will be on a ferry, which is $20 a day. So I'm saving a hundred. Saving so much money right now. So that's a really important thing to know. So much money. All my money goes to monkey bean, coffee. And I guess, I guess now (laughs) it's like wine because I'd rather. Yeah. And you also feel like a superhero keeping your small businesses. Yeah. We're just supporting the small business economy. I think that kind of wraps up our little dating in a pandemic episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We're still so new to podcasting. I hope you don't think that we're too annoying, but I think we're pretty funny. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I, I find this funny. <laughs> it's also the second glass of wine I've had before five o'clock, but I earned this. We earned this. We've earned this. Big day. Big, big day. day. Big day. But what we would love to hear is maybe funny dating in a pandemic stories that you guys have had or questions or feedback in general just to know that maybe you got to the end of the episode (laughs) what's next to expect we will see next week we have something even more exciting for you we still need to plan that out but just stay tuned get your wand ready it's thursday you should be celebrating and we'll see you next week